Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Strike! Tell me something I don't know, Ump. Well, unlike that nasty curveball, there aren't any surprises when you finance your next car with Carvana. You get real terms personalized for you right in your strike zone. Really? Steerai! How am I supposed to focus when you're telling me about Carvana? Well, Slugger, you gotta keep your eye on the ball. Just like you can keep an eye on your customized down and monthly car payments. I can customize those? He's out and on his way to finance his next car with Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Bible. We have been studying Abraham the man, and we actually started looking at the timeline of his life. We looked from age zero, and we are at age 50, and we will continue to do um, beyond that. And uh, But I just wanted to give you guys a recap from the Bible point of view, the others I was using from other um, source. But in the Bible, we saw him at age 75, and that was his first covenant that he made with God, or that God made with him in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And he tells him to leave the land, and I will uh, be your God, and I will uh, make you a father of many nations. Uh, we see that um, I'm just going to make some quick stops at age. Um, uh, we see that a second covenant happens with Abraham and God in Genesis 15, 121. At the age of um, 86, uh, Ishmael was born. That is in Genesis 16, 1 through uh, 6. Then we see the, uh, the third covenant that God made with him in Genesis 17, uh, 1 through 10. He is now 99 years old. And um, we see that uh, the next mention of age when it comes to him is when Isaac is born he's a hundred years old at this point in time and the difference between Isaac and Ishmael is that of 14 years took place and the next time we see which is the third covenant with um, Isaac where with God where God said he will provide a lamb and that is in Genesis 22, verses 1 through 19, when um, Abraham went to uh, offer Isaac up as a sacrifice. And then uh, at the age of 137, Sarah dies. Um, she was 127 years old at that time of her death. And um, Abraham remarries. Uh, and that's the third covenant is a part of that area in Genesis chapter 25, 7, uh, 1 through 5. And then the next time we see age, Abraham at his age was uh, 175 years old when he died in Genesis 25, verses 7. So that is the chronology from the Bible's point of view. From 75 on, what we're going to do 
is continue our study in the, uh, using the book of Yasher and uh, parts of Genesis, and then we're, we're back in track. But I wanted to bring you up to speed from the Bible's point of view. Right now, we're going to pick up after this messages. After this message, we're going to pick up from the age of 50 when uh, Abram goes to his father's house and destroys the idols that are in his house because after he destroys those idols, he's then again brought before Nimrod. And as I mentioned to you in the previous podcast, something happened there that changed the trajectory of that family. And uh, what? But once we get back from this message, we'll continue our conversation. We'll be right back after this. Bible as we continue to look at Abram's life. As I mentioned, we were going to pick up from uh, age 50 when he went to visit his dad, but I want to put in a little um, a little note in there before. Let me mention something to you. I'm going to read out of the book of Yasher chapter 9. Just a footnote for you to hold on to for now because it um, we'll go back to it uh, later. It, it plays a part in his life later on. And Haram, the son of Terah, Abram's oldest brother, took a wife in those days. Haram was 39 years old when he took her, and the wife of Haram conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Lot. And she conceived again and bare a daughter, and she called her name Malchah. And she again conceived and bare a daughter, and she called her name Sarai. Haram was 42 years old when he begat Sarai, which was in the 10th year of the life of Abram. And in those days, Abram and his mother and nurse went out from the cave, and the king and his subject had forgotten the affair of Abram. So I just wanted to bring that to your to your attention just to hold on there if you saw that uh, Lot's father and Sarai are the same and um, uh, because he plays a key part uh, uh, in later on so I want to read uh, chapter 11 uh, most of it I've this is the best way that I can do it because it tells the story without me putting anything in so that we can read it. And so what I'm going to do is simply read it so that you can see the entire story uh, for there's a lot in it. And um, But I'll let it speak for itself than for me to interject anything uh, at all. So um, here we go. And in the, 15th, the 50th year of of the life of Abram, son of Terah, Abram came forth from the house of Noah and went to his father's house. And Abram knew the Lord, and he went in his ways and instructions, and the Lord his God was with him. And Terah, his father, was in those days still captain of the host of King Nimrod, and he still followed strange gods. 
And Abram came to his father's house and saw 12 gods standing there in their temples. And the anger of Abram was kindled when he saw these images in his father's house. And Abram said, As the Lord liveth, these images shall not remain in my father's house. So shall the Lord be, uh, cre who created me do unto me, if in three days' time I do not break them all. And Abram went from them, and his anger burned within him. And Abram hastened and went from the chamber to his father's outer court. And he found his father sitting in the court, and all his servants with him. And Abram came and sat before him. And Abram asked his father, saying, Father, tell me, where is God who created heaven and earth, and all the sons of men upon the earth? And who created thee and me? And Thera answered his son Abram and said, Behold, these who created us are all with us in the house. And Abram said to his father, My Lord, show them to me, I pray thee. And Thera brought Abram into the chamber of the inner courts. And Abram saw, and behold, the whole room was full of gods, of wood and stone, twelve great images, and other less than they without number. And Thera said to his son, Behold, these are they which made all thou, that thou seest upon the earth, and which created me and you and all mankind. And Thera bowed down his to his gods, and then he went away from them, and Abram his son went away with him. And when Abram had gone from, from them, he went to his mother and sat before her, and said to his mother, Behold, my father has shown me those who made heaven and earth, and all the sons of men. Now therefore hasten and fetch a kid from the flock, and make it savory meat, that I may bring it to my father's gods as an offering for them to eat. Perhaps I may thereby become acceptable to them. And his mother did so, and she fetched a kid and made savory meat thereof and brought it to Abram. Abram took the savory meat from his mother and brought it before his father's gods and drew nigh to them that they might eat. And Terah his father did not know of it. And Abram saw on the day when he was sitting amongst them that they had no voice, no hearing, no motion, not one of them could stretch forth his hand to eat. And Abraham mocked them and said, Surely the savory meat that I prepared has, has not pleased them, or perhaps it was too little for them, and for that reason they would not eat. Therefore tomorrow I will prepare fresh savory meat, better and more plentiful than this, in order that I may see the result. And it was on this next day that Abram directed his mother concerning the savory meat, and his mother rose and fetched three fine kids from the flock, and she made them some excellent savory meat, such as her son was fond of, and she gave it to her son Abram. And Terah his father did not know it. And Abram took the savory meat from his mother and brought it before his father's gods into the chamber, and he came nigh unto them that they may eat, and he placed them before them, and Abram sat before them all day, thinking perhaps they might eat. And Abram viewed them, and behold, they had neither voice, 
nor hearing, nor did one of them stretch forth his hand to eat the meat. And in the evening of that day, in the house of Abram was clothed with the Spirit of God. And he called out and said, Woe unto my father and this wicked generation, whose heart are all inclined to vanity, who serve these idols of wood and stone, which can neither eat, smell, hear, nor speak, who has mouth without speech, eyes without sight, ears without hearing, hands without feeling, and legs which cannot move. Like them are those that made them and, the, and that trust in them. And when, Abraham's, when Abram saw all these things, his anger was kindled against his father, and he hastened to take uh, a, hatch, a hatchet in his hand, came onto the chamber of the gods, and he broke all of his father's gods. And when he had done breaking the images, he placed the hatchet in the hand of the great God, which was before them, and he went out. And Terah, his father, came home, for he had heard at the door the sound of striking of the hatchet. So Terah came into the house to know what was, what was going on. And Terah, having heard the noise of the hatchet in the room of images, ran to the room, uh, to the images, and he met Abram going out. And Abram entered the room and found all the idols fallen down and broken, and the hatchet in the hand of the largest, which was not broken, and the savory meat which Abram his son had made was still before them. And when Terah saw this, his anger was greatly kindled, and he hastened and went to the room to his son Abram. And he found Abram his son still standing in the house, and he said to him, What is this work thou hast done to my gods? And Abraham answered, Terah his father, and said, Not so, my lord. I, I bought savory meat before them, and when I came nigh to them with the meat that they might eat, they all at once stretched forth their hands to eat before the great one, and he put forth his hand to eat. And the large one saw their work, and that they did before him, and his anger was violently kindled against them, and he went and took the hatches that was in the house, and came to them, and broke them all. And behold, the hatchet is yet in his hand, as thou seest. And Terah's anger was kindled against his son Abraham, when he spoke this. And Terah said to Abraham, his son, in his anger, What is this tale that you are telling me? Thou speakest a lie to me. Is there in these gods' spirit, soul, or power to do all this you have told me? Are they not wood and stone? And have I not yet myself made them? And canst thou speak such lies, saying that the large god uh, that was with them smote them? It is thou that didst place the hatchet in, the, in his hands, and then says he smote them all. And Abram answered his father and said to him, And how can thou serve these idols, in whom there is no power to do anything? Can those idols in which thou trustest deliver thee? Can they hear thy prayer when thou callest upon them? Can they deliver you from the hands of your enemies? Or will they fight thy battles for you against your enemies? You that thou shouldest serve wood and stone, which can neither speak 
nor hear. And now surely it is good for you nor for the sons of men that are connected with thee to do these things. Are you so silly, so foolish, are so short of understanding that you will serve wood and stone and do after this manner? And forget the Lord God who made heaven and earth and who created you in the earth and thereby bring a great evil upon your souls in this matter by serving stones and wood. Did not our, our fathers in the day of old sinned in this matter? And the Lord God of the universe brought the water of the flood upon them and destroyed the whole earth? And how can you continue to do this thing and serve gods of woods and stone who cannot hear or speak or deliver you from oppression, thereby bringing down the anger of God of the universe upon you? Now therefore, my father, refrain from this, and bring not evil upon thy soul and the souls of your household. And Abram hastened, hastened to spring from before his father, and took the hatchet from his father's largest idol, with which Abram broke it and ran. Uh, and, 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 ran. and Abram hastened and spring, and so, and Terah, uh, seeing that Abram had done this, hastened and went from his house and he went to the king and came before Nimrod and stood before him and he bowed down to the king and the king said what do you want and now he's going to fess up and he said I beseech thee my lord to hear me now 50 years back a child was born to me and thus he he done to my gods, and thus he has spoken. And now, therefore, my lord and king, send him that he may come before you and judge him according to the law, that he may be delivered from his evil. And the king sent three men of his servants, and they went and brought Abram before the king, and Nimrod and all his princes and servants were that day sitting before him. And Terah sat also before him. Um, this is going to get good, guys. Hang in there. And the king said to Abram, What is this that thou hast done to thy father and his gods? And Abraham, uh, Abram answered the king in the words of that he spoke to his father and said, The large God that was, in, well, was there in the house, he did this. Um, you know, I, I didn't do anything to them. And the king said to Abram, had they power to speak and eat and do they have and what they have said and Abram uh, answered the king saying and if there be no power in them why do you serve them and cause the sons of men to err through your, their follies do you imagine that they can deliver you and do anything small or great that you should have served them and why will you not sense the God of the whole universe and create who created you and and in whose power it is to kill and keep alive oh foolish simple and ignorant king woe unto you forever wow this is some fascinating stuff that Abram is standing before Nimrod and all of his people and he's about he, he began to read the riot act to them and um, as I said, it gets good. And I can interject a lot of things 
but I want to just keep reading it to you right now. Um, there's so much within this particular story. Uh, what I'm going to do is just finish chapter 11, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. He says, um, okay, in 56, he says, O foolish, simple, and ignorant king, woe unto you forever. I thought you would teach your servants the upright way, but you have done this, but has fi fi filled the whole earth with thy sins and with thy sins of the people who, who have followed your ways. Do you not know, or hast thou not heard, that this evil which you doest, our ancestors sinned therein in the days of old, and the eternal God brought the waters of the flood upon them and destroyed them all, and also destroyed the whole earth on their account. And wilt thou and thy people rise up now and do like unto this work, in order to bring down the anger of the Lord God of the universe and to bring evil upon thee and your whole and the whole earth? Now therefore put away this evil deed which thou doest and serve the God of the universe and thy soul is in his hand and then it would be well with thee. And if thy wicked heart will not listen to my words to cause you to forsake this evil ways, your evil ways, and to serve the eternal God, then will thou die in shame in the latter days that your people and all who connected with thee, hearing thy words and walking in the evil ways. And Abraham, uh, Abraham was, had ceased speaking before the king and princes. Abraham lifted up his eyes to the heavens, and he said, The Lord seeth all the wicked, and he will judge them. We're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come back after this message. Hey, sweetie, what do you think of our new car from Carvana? Think it can handle our busy family? Well, we have seven days to see. First, we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moonroof. We'll see if your drums fit in the trunk. Then we can pick up mommy's friends and check out that leg room. And we should really visit grandma. She's getting up there. That's like a whole lifetime in seven days. And like one busy family. With our seven-day money-back guarantee, you can confidently shop for cars 100% online. Visit Carvana.com for all terms and conditions. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome back to Mystery Bible. As we continue to look at Abraham's life, we're going to be doing his life for a little while because I want to track the um, the timeline that I spoke to you guys about in earlier. And I want to take you by his age and years and so forth. And then we are going to keep going all the way till he dies at the age of 175 because there's so much with his life that ties in to who we are today as Christians and believers and the world religion. So at the age of 50, we see a lot of stuff happening. As I mentioned to you, he has this encounter with um, Nimrod. He comes home from, came out of the cave. He goes to his father's house, sees these idols, begins to uh, mess with his dad, burn him down. Father runs to Nimrod, uh, complains, 
uh, tells Nimrod what, what his son did. Um, so uh, Abram uh, calls, um, calls Nimrod out, and now we're in the book of Jasher, chapter um, 12. And we see that after he calls him out, it says, And when the king heard the words of Abram, he ordered him to be put into prison. And Abram was 10 days in prison. Uh, at this age of 50, he's doing a lot of stuff. He's getting married. Um, he's dealing with this issue here it, uh, with uh, Nimrod. And from, from, the, from age of 50 to 52, he, he's still living with his dad. Um, uh, and but his dad does something really treacherous that caused his life of, of his son, and that is why I wanted to to um, to bring that to you guys' attention when I first uh, read uh, the um, this the story I brought and I showed you some about Haram. His uh, I read that to you. So let's take a look and see as we go on. It says in uh, Jasher twelve. Uh, I apologize, guys, but this stuff um, tells it better than I can summarize it. But I, I'll I'll just read it to you so you could see that uh, this took place and it answers a lot of uh, questions that I had and hopefully it does for you too. At the, and at the end of those days, the king ordered that all the king, princes, and governors of different provinces and the sages should come before him, and they sat before him, and Abram was still in the house of confinement. And the king said to the princes and sages, Have you heard what Abram the son of Terah had done to his father? Thus has he done to him, and I ordered him to be brought before me, and thus has he spoken his heart did not um, uh, misgive him, neither did he stir in my presence. And behold, now he is confined in prison. And therefore decide what judgment is due to this man who reviled the king, who spoke and did all these things that you heard. And they answered the king, saying, The man who reviled the king should be hanged upon a tree. But having done all the things that he said, and having despised our gods, he must therefore be burned to death, for this is the law in this matter. If it pleases the king to do this, let him order his servants to kindle a fire, both night and day, in thy brick furnace, and then we will cast this man into it. So we see that uh, Nimrod had this furnace. I guess he must have tossed people in there before because he had a brick furnace, as it says. And the king did so, and he commanded his servants that they should prepare a fire for three days and three nights in the king's furnace. That is in Kazdim. And the king ordered them to take Abram from prison and bring him out to be burned. And all the king's servants, princes, lords, governors, and judges, and all the inhabitants of the land, about 900,000 men, stood opposite the furnace to see Abram. Now that's just the men, and all the women and little ones crowded upon the roof and towers to see what was going on with Abram. And they all stood together at a distance, and there was not a man left that did not come on that day to behold the scene. So everyone that was alive at that time 
came to witness what was going down here. And so, and when Abram was come, the conjurer and the king and the sages saw Abram and they cried out to the king saying, O sovereign Lord, surely this is the man whom we know to have been the child whose birth the great star swallowed the four stars, which we declared to the king now 50 years ago. So now the story is going to come out. And I'm sure as we read, Nimrod gets a little angry. He says, And behold, his father has transgressed, also transgressed thy command, and mocked thee by bringing another child with which thou didst kill. And it tells us that when um, Terah brought that child, that uh, Nimrod grabbed that child by the, by the leg and smashed his head into the wall and killed that child. And the king said, Hast thou heard what the conjurer has spoken? Now tell me truly, how didst thou, and if thou speak truth, thou shalt be acquitted. And seeing the king was angered, seeing the king's anger was so much kindled, Tara said to the king, My lord and king, thou hast heard the truth, and what the sages have spoken is right. And the king said, How canst thou do this thing? to transgress my orders and to give my ch- give me a child that thou didst not begot and to take value for him. Um, and Terah answered the king, because my tender feelings was excited for my son at the time and I took a son of my handmaid and I brought it to the king. And the king was, who, uh, and the king said, who advised thee of this? Tell me, do not hide ought from me, and then thou shalt not die. And so listen to what this man does. And Terah was greatly terrified in the king's presence, and he said to the king, It was Haran, my eldest son, who advised me to do this. And Haran was in those days that Abraham was born uh, two and thirty 30 years old, he was 32 years old. But Haran did not advise his father to anything, for Terah said to the king in order to deliver his his soul from the king, for he feared greatly. And the king said to Terah, Haran thy son, who advised thee to this, shall die through fire with Abraham, for the sentence of death is upon him for having rebelled against the king's desire in doing this thing. And so we see that Tarot lied, gave up his son, his eldest son, and the king now pronounces death on him as well. And so here is this man, um, his both of his sons now, uh, the fire has been kindling for three days and three nights, and they're about to toss them in. And um, if you read it, it tells us that uh, Haran, he was wishy-washy with his belief system. He wanted to believe Abraham and all this stuff. but um, And then he, it says that he wanted to believe the king. And anyway, so the king tosses this boy inside um, in the fire. It says, And the king's servant took Abraham and his brother, and they stripped them of all their clothes except their lower garments, which were upon them. And they bound their hands and feet with linen cords, and the servants of the king lifted them up and cast them both into the fire. And the Lord loved Abram and 
he had compassion over him, and the Lord came down and delivered Abram from the fire, and he was not burned. But all the cords which were in the, uh, bound, um, but his, the cords that bound him, they burned, while Abram re- remained and walked about in the fire. And Haram died when they cast him into the fire, and he was burnt to ashes, for his heart was not perfect with the Lord, and those men who cast him into the fire, uh, the flame of the fire spread all over them, and they were burned, and the twelve men of them died. Twelve men died at that day. And so we see this um, uh, uh, lie, uh, lie that uh, was um, spewed out has now caused the death of his son. And so we see that uh, Haran died and also 12 other men died because it tells us that 12 men who was there. So Abraham is inside this furnace and he actually stays there a couple of days. We'll read and see. So now all you got to picture this, the, the, um, the drama that was going on there. All the people were there, everyone, men, women, boys, girl, everybody. And they tossed them in. 12 men died. Haran dies. Abraham the cords on his hand are burnt. He's walking around with his garment wrapped around him. What a sight, man. That must be uh, some something to imagine. And when the king, um, uh, let's go back. It says, and, and Abram walked in the midst of the fire three days and three nights. And all the servants of the king saw him walking in the fire. And they came and told the king, saying, Behold, we have seen Abram walking in the fire. And even the lower garments which are upon him are not burned, but the cords which he was bound is burnt, was burned. And there's a lot of symbolism here because the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was um, uh, um, he had he had died and he was buried. He was there for three days and three nights, and then he arose. And so this is why I want to take Abraham's life because there's a lot of symbolism throughout Christianity all the way through. And so we see that he was in the midst of this fire for that duration of time, three days, three nights, the same Jesus did. And um, it says that he did not burn. And when the king heard their words, his heart fainted and he would not believe them. So he sent another faithful prince to see his this matter. And when they saw it and they told the king and the king rose to go to see it. And he saw Abraham walking to and fro in the midst of the fire and he saw Haran's body burned and the king wondered greatly and the king ordered Abram to be taken out of the fire and his servants approached to take him out they could not for the fire was round about and the flames ascended towards them from the furnace and the king's servants fled from it and the king rebuked them saying make haste and bring him out of the fire that you shall not die. And the servants of the king approached Abram again to get him out. And the flame came down and burned their faces so that eight men died. So here's another eight men died as a result of this. And when the king saw that his servants could not approach the fire, these days should be burned, the king called to Abram, O servant of God who is in heaven, go forth from amidst the fire and come hither before me. And Abram hearkened to the voice of the king, and he went forth from the uh, fire and came and stood before the king. What drama, guys. Um, This is absolutely some beautiful stuff. 
that um, here he is in his uh, uh, girded in his loin with his cloth and he's in there for three nights the king calls him out after several people died and um, they uh, it says that he comes out and he goes before the king and so now let's see what um, what goes on here as a result remember I told you that uh, this harem was Lot's father and so he also was Sarah's um, uh, um, you know he was related to Sarah as well. And so uh, I read that because I wanted to bring that to your attention. And this is how he died. So when we see um, Abram and Lot, um, you know, Lot being uh, uh, his father's dead, now we know why and how his father died. As for a Christian, I was born again, did not know how uh, he died. All I know, I read um, Genesis 12, and um, we picked it up from there. At that time, he was 75 years old. So there's a lot happening between the time frame. So um, he comes out, he goes before the king, and the king rewards him. And Abram said to them, do not bow down to me. So they came now. Um, uh, it says that um, uh, Abram came out of the fire, and the all the kings and the inhabitants uh, when they saw them when they saw that he came out of the fire and he wasn't burned verse 37 it says and Haran was 80 years old when he died in the fire at Kazmin um, and the king princes and inhabitants of the land seeing Abram was delivered from the fire they came and bowed down to Abram and Abram said to them do not bow down to me but bow down to God of, of the world who made you and serve him and go in his ways for it is he who delivered me from out of the fire and it is he who created the souls and spirit of all men and formed man in his mother's womb and brought him forth into the world and he and it is he who will deliver those who trust in him from all pains and we see that these guys, they gave them lots of stuff. And all the king, princes, and servants gave Abram many gifts of silver and gold and pearl. And the king and his princes sent him away, and he went away in peace. They also gave him, um, let me go and read a little more. At the time of Nahar, Abram took unto themselves wives and the daughters and their brother Haran and the wife of Nerah. Malka, the name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and Sarai, uh, wife of Abram, was barren. She had no offspring in those days. And so he got a blessing from this uh, demonstration that God had demonstrated to all the people. And you have to remember that all the people were there at the time. And uh, we were told that um, he received somewhere about 300 um, uh, people that um, servants that he was given servants and so uh, let me see uh, 38 and Abraham said to them do not bow to me I, I read that to you and it says 39 says and this thing seemed very wonderful in the eyes of the king the prince that Abram was saved from the fire and Haram was burned 
and the king gave Abraham many presents and he gave him uh, 200 heads of, of the king's house. The name of one is Onai and the name of the other Eliezer. And all the king, princes and servants gave Abraham many gifts of silver and gold, pearl and so forth. So we see that um, Abraham started to accumulate wealth. The Bible tells us that um, he was empowered with what is called the blessing. And in the time of uh, Abraham, the time of Noah, Adam had that he was empowered with the blessing. Um, we know that a Noah also was empowered with the blessing. And this blessing was supposed to be coming through the children of Israel coming through that generation and it came to the Messiah Jesus Christ and this is why I want to go through this man's life and take the time to go through because we need to see all these aspects of Christianity and the Bible and in with our belief system about this man Abraham the father of faith and so we're going to take his life we're going to run through this blessing is very important because um, it's a visible thing. Uh, the people, uh, the enemies of, of, of Israel knew that it was there and they talked about it. And the Bible says, that, let me explain what the blessing is. We see that uh, he told them to, the blessing is about multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. And uh, the Bible tells us that the blessing of God brings wealth without any painful toil. And so it is about the empowerment to multiply and multiply uh, in your life, uh, multiplies spirit, soul, and body. Means um, God says in His Word, I have given you all things pertaining to life and godliness, meaning the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And so you and I have to be um, obedient to the Word of God. We'll see that uh, there's a prophecy that the children of Israel will go into bondage and then they will come out. And when they came out, we saw that the blessing was upon them. And as a result of that, uh, we'll see faith and grace working together. Um, these are some of the principles that I talk about that the Bible says through faith and grace we will inherit this earth. It also tells us that um, that uh, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God that process the responsibility of man's faith and the grace of God. That combination, the Bible tells us, is a powerful combination. And with that combination, you and I will reign in this life, as is stated in the book of uh, Romans. It says um, about one man's death, through death, uh, through one man's disobedience, death reign through one man obedience, um, uh, tells us that um, grace reigns and that we, through the, through the, um, the gift of righteousness, and grace, we should reign in this life. And that gift of righteousness, as we study Abraham's life, we'll see that God called him righteous when he walked by faith. It says, 
Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteous. So righteous in God's eyes means this person is walking by faith. So um, uh, invite people to come because this is going to be a wonderful journey as we continue to walk through the life of Abram. We will uh, read through uh, the book of Jasher. We have Jubilee. We have the Bible. And we're going to take the timeline of uh, his life, and then we're going to walk through his life. We know that he's here until 55, and uh, he's with his dad. And then he leaves uh, Cana for the first time in Jasher 13 at the age of 55. At 58, Noah dies in Jasher 13:9. So um, there's a lot to talk about, and we are handling it all in the coming. Uh, podcast. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode, search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.